Hey guys, it's Steven. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a podcast rating wherever you're listening. Uh, that's one of the best ways to help us grow. Also, please find us on Instagram at FantasyPantsPod and share it with your friends. Thank you so much. themselves in a sudden, desperate situation. Upon returning to the ugly coyote and finding the cherry lights working for the cantankerous Ada. <laughs> I'm just kidding, old buddy. Our heroes enjoyed a moment of respite as they delivered gifts to Jules' band of misfits. This piece was shattered, however, by the appearance of Pepper the Horagon and the implications of him knowing where our heroes were hiding now. Immediately, the group was assailed by shield bearers, joined by new officer Jessinth Kellig, and led by Lieutenant Arnold himself. The unit, under strict orders from a speaker for the ancestors, demanded the three youngest cherry delights, Miskin, Paul, and Roundstuff, be taken from the pub and forcefully adopted by the royals of Saru, Jules' own mother and father. With nowhere to run and no way to fight, Jules managed to convince Arnold to hear him out privately. There, in the back kitchen of the ugly coyote, Jules revealed the demonic influence in his own blood in an effort to turn Arhalon against the powers that command him. Now, having to choose between goodness and law, Arhalon must make a most crucial decision. Um, if you guys don't mind opening things a little bit differently this time. Yeah. Uh... I, I went to see, I had to see a, a microbiologist at the hospital the other day. Oh. Huh. They were much bigger than I expected them to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. I, God. I, you, you have me thinking something serious is going on. I'm like, are you fucking telling us this on air? <laughs> a little late, but I tried. You know what? Actually, more fittingly. There you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, Steven. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, that was kind of funny. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> and we'll uh, and we'll call it there, I guess. <laughs> on, 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 on a be- on a better note, I have stickers. You have stickers? I have stickers. Oh, what um, stickers? Some of these are from uh, Druidic Habit. We got um, stickers from him the other day. Whoa! The fuck perfect stickers, dude. Check that out. Let me see that. Oh hell yeah. We're, That's we're, pretty good. We're gonna have to get a sticker board That's to put these up. Yeah, I do the need studio. a sticker board. Um, I also got a sticker from a place called the Halflings Den. They've got an Etsy shop. Oh my god, that is so cool! I bought this super cute little candle from Ooh. them, and it's in like a, a I don't know potion bottle shaped bottle. Um, All right, a <clears> bottle shaped bottle. Huh? Yeah, yeah, bottle shaped bottle. Oh, uh, and it had a little potion of healing tag on it, but it's a candle. That's Super cool. cute. That's cool. Sweet. Um, and then I got some uh, stickers from our buddy Morgan, who I got that uh, that comic off of. Oh yeah, yeah. So Morgan drew that sweet comic um, called Hostile Takeover, 
he also did a zine. I don't know if y'all are up on the lingo. I have no. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? Wait, let it's, me guess. Dude, David, you got to see this. It's really cool. Yeah. It's I, really I brought cool. It. A I brought zine it. is like some kind of new newfangled stapler? Um, n- no, no. All right. Actually, pretty far off. Okay. A zine is like a miniature magazine. So that was close. And I think they were I think they were big when we were when we were kids when we were younger. Oh, they, like yeah, they, they they've been a thing for a long 90s long time. sort of thing. Yeah. Like like so, less pages or it's just a small magazine. Bo- both. Okay. All right. Smaller smaller format, fewer pages. Oh, all right. Um, all right. anyways, so he did this it's a skateboard breakfast themed zine. It is very cool. It's, it's cool. difficult to explain. I a, think a lot of crossover between those two fan well, bases. Well, see, see here. I think, <laughs> I think, I think the crossover is that they use what are called egg shaped skateboards. I think, and they're just slightly egg shaped. I'm not cool enough to really know the difference, <laughs> but I think skateboarding's cool. Oh, Stephen, and I love breakfast. Yeah. So, so he he gave us a bunch of um, eggs for breakfast stickers. And they're super cool. I threw them up on Instagram. Check them out. Um, and I brought them here to share. Hell yeah. All right. Guys, nice. Guys, we really got like the coolest little community here. Yeah. It's fantastic. Such cool people. I can't believe how fast it's it's actually like already kind of grown and how fast we're having yeah. conversations with folk or just becoming, you know, classic members of the community. It's it's wild to yeah. me. I'm, yeah. I'm having a lot Unreal. of fun connecting on, yep. on Instagram. So, it's so, so if you're cool. out there and you want to interact, that's, that's the place. Hell yes. Well, with that uh, sort of chatter out of the way, anything else you guys want to touch on? I mean, we weren't really doing anything important last episode, so I feel like we could just we could just chatter on all day. No, no, we we just, really we're just chilling on the couch. We don't need know, to just take, take, we nothing, take it uh, easy after a big arc. We can just time skip back to a, another world, right? You yeah. know what? We could do that. We could do that. Why Perfect. not? I, lo- I like that idea. <laughs> that that sounds less stressful. Oh boy. Yes, indeed. We left off with quite the little cliffhanger last time. A role that's going to change the fate of this very campaign. Very, very likely. And I bet you are just ready to make that rule, huh? Huh, Jeremy? I mean, with a plus seven, yeah. Yeah, well, you have yeah. to wait. Let's see. You have to wait. Come on. Because I'm starting this off with another flashback. <laughs> flashback yeah. sound effect. <laughs> Okay, see, now I am going to make something. <laughs> I am going to make it for that. You can use my voice and just alter it. <laughs> so we find ourselves in a scene on Tythos. We have that typical uh, fade to white background of a flashback. Everything's color is a little brighter. But not terribly bright because things never look too bright in the slums outside of Cerul. Do they, Jules? Do they? Never. I think this is about two years ago. Okay. I think you and your Cherry Delights have just returned from a bit of a score. Tell me, what kind of hideout... Yeah, I'm sure you've had a number of hideouts throughout the years. Give me one right now. What's a, what's a kind of a locale you may have, you may have uh, set up to... Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I... I don't know. I, I imagine... Something probably similar. I don't. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the original. Like, I don't know. Might have been late '80s. Definitely at least early '90s. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie with their little home in the sewers. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, All right. I'm not certain. No. Oh, I'm, I, I'm sure some listeners know. 
but I don't know. It's I, yeah. I imagine it's I, either you know like down in the gutters, down in the some down some kind of back alleyway, you know, a little nondescript, you Hell know, yeah. li- little little broken wooden door that nobody would think twice about. Hell yeah! But I think you walk in, and it's probably made a nice raggedy, comfy home. You know, maybe you know, not a second hand, but like a third or fourth hand ripped up sofa. <laughs> you know. Makeshift dishes, you know, crates as tables kind of thing. But, you know, it's it's a place that they've made home. I absolutely love it. So I want to create a scene here. You see the Cherry Delights all uh, chipper and, and cheering and laughing as they are moving uh, sort of t- towards, this, towards this rickety door. Um, you see Mulligan is kind of in the lead of them. Two years younger, so now I believe he is nine? Would it be? Something like that. And he's just, like, got this tray of of uh, iced over, like, like rolls, um, like cinnamon <laughs> roll kind of things. And he of just, you, you just poached from uh, some maybe some uh, cart moving through the uh, the actual, like, proper city. They're, it's a good meal. Um, this is a big score for you guys. And he's just like, oh my god, 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 uh, I can't wait. And just burst through the door, and you see, like, him just running in, uh, and you see all the others are kind of running in as well behind him. You can hear the rolls clatter down the table. And I like to think there's a moment where you, Jules, are just standing back and watching your six cherry delights move into the room. Hmm. You just kind of probably a slight smile on your face knowing that you done good today these kids are happy we got the feast and you're starting to get your 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 bearings together on the streets you're really starting to get it now and then you hear oh jules 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 panic chester from somewhere inside you can hear like the everyone kind of quiets down a little bit and it's it sounds different the joyous atmosphere is just gone you go in yeah, of course. So you just like rush in, door opens, and you see immediately what's troubling the gang. You see as you move into the room, maybe there's a small counter on the other side. They just set the buns down, they're all gathered around the table, but sitting on the counter, you see this small, maybe five-year-old tiefling girl. You see she's wearing just these completely shoddy, dirty, like soaked rags. Her feet are bare and blistered, and she's brandishing a little knife dull but still a dangerous weapon she's shaking and she's watching everyone with eyes wide and terrified like a like a feral cat she's just looking around from person to person <laughs> not making any sounds but take it easy take it easy take it easy it's okay it's okay she's gonna like no. oh, shakes the knife towards you nobody's, nobody's gonna hurt you nobody's gonna hurt you What's your name? What's your name? You see, she stops looking at you for a moment, and her eyes fall towards the tray on the table. And you can see the desire lighting up in there. You have to wonder how long it's been since she's had any sort of meal. And as she looks down, tears form at the sides of her eyes, and a little drool forms at the side of her mouth as she stares at the cinnamon rolls. And she takes a hand off the knife, and she points, shaking towards him, and says, Round stuff? Go, go ahead, go ahead. Are you hungry? Around stuff? Yeah, go, go, go ahead. Take one. I think she doesn't move, and Chester kind of looks to you for permission, kind of grabs one of them and moves to approach. Yeah. He hands it over to her, 
and she just drops the knife, lets it clatter to the floor, and just shoves it into her mouth. And you see her just like her eyes just openly weeping now as she smiles this big smile and just just riding the sugar craving. She's just <laughs> so happy. I think, and yeah, I, I think Jules is gonna go over and just kind of plop down next to her a little cautiously, but you know, not not to scare her. And she recoils for a second at first, but I think you kind of move slow, like you say. And we're we're all friends here. What, what, what's your name? I'm I'm Jules. This is Chester. Round stuff. And she kind of points again to the cinnamon rolls. Chester shrugs, gets her another one, and I think as she kind of takes in her hand, she looks back at you, and in this strange sort of sudden shift in momentum in the scene, in her in her in her mood, she just dives off the counter and wraps her arms around your neck and like holds you tight and you see she's shaking she's shaking so much oh we we, we got you you're safe here you're safe here with us and don't you worry don't you worry you hear a whisper in your ear it's so quiet don't don't let go don't let me go don't, I got you don't ever let me go don't let me go don't let me go. And we find ourselves in a very different back room in a very different building. And here we see that same tiefling, two years older, huddled in a corner, looking just as terrified, surrounded by her family, and looking to you with this desperation. No, no. As this half-dragon in armor stands, coming to a decision. His eyes meet yours, and I need a perception je- or a persuasion check. You have buttons. This is going to be a monumental check. Now, I will tell you a few things before you make this. You've played this scene amazingly well. Brilliantly, I will say. You appealed to Arhalan's uh, essentially his insecurity when he initially brought Mew into this room and in doing so and in passing that first persuasion check you've dropped this DC down quite a bit okay. you then managed to inflame his uh, his sense of curiosity his investigative uh, you know senses his, his, his instincts by bringing up the corruption in your own blood the idea that those on top may have more skeletons hiding in their closets and they let on this got him going and this dropped the DC again you've played to the character great but this is a game about roles and numbers and sometimes you can do everything right it could still go wrong because this is a big big ask it's been quite a while since I have used a button it has been hmm and I need to use one. Okay. I think this is the I, time. This is too important. Mm-hmm. You got a couple. This is in too there. important. I do. I do. And I am going to use one. Okay. I will take that button back. Here you go. Thank you, sir. And here we go. Oh man. Roll number one. I will reveal both after I have rolled both of them. Okay. I have a DC in mind. 13. 13. 
I don't think that's going to do it. Yeah, I don't think so either. He's typing. I don't like that. Nope. I mean, I didn't... I, I just expected... No. Right. I didn't expect I, typing. I, I, I think he expected me to actually hit it, and I think now he's changing his yeah. plan. Oh, it's a music change. Yep. It's worse than we expected. Fuck. Roll for initiative. God damn it. <laughs> nope, that's not a one. Try, try to find the right one. I thought I had it set up already. He looks at you in the eyes, Jules. His eyes narrow, and he says, I'm sorry. I am. I. If what you say is true, I have to remain a shield bearer. If I strip myself of any rank, of any ability to investigate this, in this scenario, perhaps the smaller wrongs, bringing these children to a, a home that is perhaps compromised, it's not great, Jules LaRoche, but... It will give me the ability to continue my investigations. I'm sorry. Arlan, I'm not asking you to drop your shield bearer status right now. But you are. I'm just asking that you not send my friends into the care of anybody under the control of my parents. That's all. That's all. I am not the wielder. I am the sword. And if a sword does not perform in combat, it is tossed to the side. This is not my call. I have no choice. My hands are tied in this as much as yours are. I'm sorry. I have to take them. And he turns and sweeps his hands around and you hear around stuff. No. No. Like crying out, Chester's. It's okay. It's okay. And he's looking at you like, what do we do? What do we do, Jules? So when all of this evil comes out, when it all takes over all these worlds and the darkness spreads... What are you going to think about what you did then? How are you going to live with yourself? It won't come to that. I will stop it before it happens. They are far too powerful, even for you. They're far too powerful for Atash. And all the fucking luminaries out there. What side are you going to be on when everything crumbles? Are you going to be on the side rebuilding and creating something good? I will be on the side... Of law. And he stands up. The law's a lie. Don't interfere, Jules. I'm warning you. And he takes a step towards the cherry delights. Don't touch them. I will take them. He looks back at you. I want to leave this scene for a moment. I want to leave the scene and move into the room next door. Because oh, no. I'm an asshole. Oh, no, not me. <laughs> Please, anybody but me. Fuck. Somebody, anybody. I'm still getting over my goosebumps. Zebulon, you are waiting in this room. You guys don't hear. The door's pretty thick to the back room. You hear nothing. You're just waiting, waiting. Pepper's kind of like, kind of like, you know, calming down a little bit. Ader's sort of by his side. You see the shield bearers are all standing all just kind of like waiting and kind of kind of like you know calm patient stalwart except for one Jessenth Kellogg is fuming I can't believe there's no way there's no way not like this not his fucking honey tongue he's not getting away this time he's not and he's just kind of like how do you know what Jules' tongue tastes like <laughs> god damn it <laughs> we were very close at one point <laughs> He, um, 
He's like kind of fuming, then he kind of stops for a second. His eyes flicker towards you. And flicker just past you. To Pepper. And he smiles. So... You really think this is all going to work out for your... New friends? Rabbit? I wonder what's happening back there, what they're saying. I wonder if they're selling you out. What do you... Uh, uh, what, what, do you, what do you mean? Hey, Pepper, that's, that's okay. You don't have to say anything to this guy. That's alright. Oh, uh, well, what, what's he talking about? Well, I mean, you were their enemy, weren't you? I've heard a few things. And aren't you wanted on God's breath? I mean, perhaps they could make a deal in exchange for the children. They could have you put away. But I didn't do that. No, it wasn't. It was an accident. I, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't hey, do that. Hey, Pepper, as as not your lawyer, I'm gonna advise you <laughs> to not to not say anything. He turns towards you, just like quiet, Zebulon. You don't have any power here. Do you understand? This is Big Brother's show. I'm not as scared of you. <laughs> you see Pepper's looking back between the two of you, and I want you to make a contested persuasion check. Oh, all right, all right. All right. Yo, I just crit my pants. Oh, shit! I just crit oh, nice. my pants. All right. Oh, my God. Nat 20 plus 3. Give me Fuck something cool. Yeah. What do you say to, like, That's fully incredible. calm Pepper? Because Pepper looks at you, and he's like, he's like, kind of like getting nervous again, shaking again, and like, and maybe he looks and sees how just like stalwart you are in the face of this like shield bearer. Pepper, you see. Pepper, look at me. Oh uh, yeah. Well, you we're, wouldn't do it, would you? We're never gonna forget, Pepper, what you did for us during the games. You proved to us then that we're friends. Do you believe me, Pepper? I, I do. Yeah, 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 I, I do. I do. And he turns over. I believe him, and you're a liar, and you're a jerk, and you're not a good shield bearer. And, and, and you kind of smell. <laughs> I, I mean, we're a little distant, but I can, unless it's one of your guys. <laughs> Justin just kind of like grimaces, like, ah. We'll move back to the room beyond. Well done, Stephen. Thank you. Jules, what are you doing? Arhalan is taking a step towards the Cherry Delights. You made your threat. He looks at you. Another long, warning look, and he takes another step. You let me take them. What do you mean? You lead the way, but I will bring them. He softens. I am sorry. This. I understand this is hard. It's hard for me too, but it's nothing compared to how hard it must be for you. And I appreciate this show. If you come with me, it will look good for you. It will show that you are on the side of the law if you want to become a luminary. And I don't recommend that you do, but if you want to become a luminary, this will will help. I don't want to become a luminary. I want to stop the darkness. If it can be stopped, then you can leave it to me. I will find a way, and when I do, I will see them 
taken away from these monsters. We'll find a home, a better home. I cannot leave you alone in the room. But I suggest you say goodbyes now before we go into the public. So, if we are in agreement on this, you understand what I'm saying, right? You understand what's happening? I do. Do me this one favor. I'm listening. Before we go, let's make a stop to your mother. Your grandmother. Very well. Very well. This can be done. I can have her meet me at my mother's residence. Just we don't move into the jewel itself, into the diamond. This is where my grandmother resides. But my mother, Zena, she lives just outside of it. Call it neutral territory. The Preserve of the Ancestors is this, like, it's... You probably aren't, you've never even seen it as a Zebulon. You just know there's a, a massive, expansive area inside the diamond itself. Um, and there's one sort of great iron door leading into it. This is where all the, the governance of, of the world basically happens. This is where all the governance of the Crystal Network happens. Okay. Um, this is where apparently those those mysterious creatures known as the Incarnates happen, or they, they reside. Um, so it's, it's, it's very, very, very restricted. But okay. All right. You give no transmission to your higher-ups until we do this. I will follow you. I'm not going to fight. I don't want to fight. But we do this first. I understand. Very well. I will... I will make a call. He kind of, like, pulls out this stone. You see, like, this polished stone um, off, like, his belt. And you see, like, one side of the stone has, like, a, a sort of mouth... And the other side has, like, an ear. It's, like, this, like, finely carved. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and I think he, like, steps away. You see him just, like, turn to the ear side. He whispers a message into it, glows faintly. It's a short message. And he turns it around. And at some point, you see the mouth begins to, like, move. <laughs> no, he's saying anything but, like, this weird whisper. And he holds it up to his ear. And then it opens and starts to speak into his ear. Again, quieting up where he is. You don't quite hear it. He nods, puts it back down, turns to you. A tellstone. Mm. Um, <laughs> trying to name it. I think it has a name. Uh, might be the Stone of Far Speech or something like that. I'll have to look it up. Um, stone of Message. I don't know. Anyway, he uh, pokes down his pocket, turns back towards you. I only need the three youngest. We'll take them. We'll move to Xena's. We'll also take Zebulon. She... He actually looks, like, a little nervous here. She wants to speak with him. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hell yeah. So... Let's go. I'm gonna crack another beer before that scene. Zebulon, your the door into your room opens. Everyone kind of turns, waiting with bated breath as Arhalon strolls out of the room, followed by Jules. All the cherry delights. Chester's, Jules, Jules, are you serious? We can take these guys. Come on, we can't. Jules, you know we Chester, can't do this. Chester, Jules, Chester, Jules. Chester, slow game. We gotta, we gotta pick our battles right now. Chester, not a great idea, buddy. Right. All right. Um, 
Yeah, don't you fuck this up, David. <laughs> Chester pulls out his sling. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Should I check him with you? Oh. He looks over at like the older cherry delights, like Mulligan and You stay here Fibro. and keep the others safe. Okay. I trust you. Alright. Yeah, yeah, I I trust you too, Jules. Whatever happens, I I trust you. You and Jean's got this. Yeah. Yeah, we we got this. How how is Arhan behaving towards Zebulon right now? Um, he steps out, his eyes immediately dart towards you. And I need you to roll me an insight check if you want to read into them. I think they're guarded, I yeah. would say, at this point in time. Well, I don't have high hopes with insight, but I'll do it anyway. Yeah, it's a ten. Yeah, it's hard to read. Mm-hmm. I would just say cold. Um, Zebulon's going to try to kind of break the ice a little. Um, hey, Arhalon, you should, um, you should make your guy shower more. That one over there, he's kind of stinky. He just glances over at you and giving like his voice no real room for emotion just says, Zebulon? Grandmother would like to speak with you. Now, we're going to Zena's. We're going to Mother's. You're coming too. He walks away. And Zebion looks over to, to Jules. But, uh, Zena's, huh? Yeah, sounds like it. Zebion mimes a raspberry at Jessenth. <laughs> Jessenth is. Like, he sees the, the children are kind of like hugging and separating. Chester's just. Hey, hey, it's okay. Hey, we're gonna come for you, all right? Ram stuff, we're gonna come for you, okay? And she's just, okay. Yeah, well, Jules will figure it out, right? And hey, you got Miskin here. Miskin's gonna protect you. Huh, Miskin? I got their back. <laughs> his 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 <laughs> legs are shaking so absolutely. Aww. But he's just looking so bold up top. Um, and Paul just looks mortified, but like isn't saying a word. Just kind of like almost half hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just kind of like whispers uh, you know, a few words to them. There's a number of embraces. The shield bearers wait patiently. And the three youngest cherry delights, Miskin, Paul, and Round Stuff, step away from the others and turn to follow usuals. The eight guards in the room, Jethan included, turn. Jethan's is still just grinning. He puts his helmet back on. So you see that smile just disappearing under it. As I walk past him, I turn him, I give him a wink. And you see just like, you can't see his face now with the helmet, but like, he kind of abruptly looks at you. And like, his eye, his helmet just follows you as you walk away. The guards are like, I was like, hey, come on. And like pushing him, because he like stopped as everyone's trying to move. And he's, right, yes. I'm, st- I'm staring at him as we walk out the door. My head's <laughs> my head's turning and everything. <laughs> Holy shit! And they all uh, move out, kind of in a line behind you, and you move up the trade disc hall. You see, like outside, a lot of people have like gathered, but they're like quietly gathered in a circle around, um, watching. There were a number of shield- a few other shield bears. Like there's like four of them that were kind of outside, kind of like keeping the crowd at bay, watching one of the back doors. Um, and as like you guys move out, they kind of fall in line behind them. The crowd just watches on. 
what could it be? Oh, that's, what's going on? Uh, just a lot of chatter. And you move up the street to the trade discal, circling around and around. As you move, you hear joyous uh, crowds up ahead that slowly kind of descend into, like, quiet concern as this guard of shield bearers led by the immaculate Arhalon stroll past them. And as you move right up towards the uh, towards the uh, preserve of the ancestors, towards that great sort of iron door, and towards the uh, large manors resting outside where you know Xena is, you do see where the trade discal uh, hugs the edge of the area known as the Court of Whispers, where a lot of intelligence is traded. You see, like, resting in an alley as you move by a smiling gnome in this uh, bright blue suit with this bright orange tie, just garish. He just waves at you. Um, I don't think Zebulon even even shows that he notices Rune. Um, he's actually going to slow his gait a little bit. You said that the shield bearers are behind us? Uh, yes. Alright, so Zebulon's going to slow his gait a little bit and put Jessinth in between himself and Rune to, like, not even make eye contact. Alright. And I think, uh, I think Jules sees Rune and gives him a little flick of the wrist like, I don't give a shit about you. <laughs> and as I do that, I'm going to turn around for a second. All right. And stare Jessen in the face and say, you know why you're still alive? Enlighten me, Jules. Because I'm better than you. He just kind of like goes quiet, almost thinking this over. Do you continue to move? I'm going to slowly back up, keeping eyes locked. You can see, like, maybe, like, between the slits of his helmet, you can see his eyes are, like, narrowed. It's watching. Mouse. He thinks he's got you, finally. So... Finally. So, David. Yeah. I don't think this is going to work. What wild-ass plan do you have this time? Would you say that that Jessinth is distracted right now. I will say that this is like Jules. If there's one thing in this world that's going to distract this guy, he is obsessed okay. with getting even with Jules LaRoche. Yeah, sure, he's distracted. And and see, the thing is, all the other shield bearers are behind Jessinth, aren't they? They are kind of in, in a line behind. Yeah, but this you're going through a crowded trade disc call. I'll tell you that much. Scheming, scheming again at the table. What is this madness? They've got their phones out. They are texting each other. <laughs> On mic! <laughs> you animals! I don't even... I don't even... <laughs> what are you doing? Get me in that group chat. Post it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Live feed. Damn it. You're you're in a, a busy trade disc, Al. Um, so It's possible you could pull off something. As, so Ze- Zebulon's going to throw a wink Jules way okay and as he does that Jules casts minor illusion to create an explosion noise off to the side somewhere maybe around a, maybe around the corner of a back alley I need to read about minor illusion real quick it's a cantrip baby the volume can range from a whisper to a scream it could be any sound 
It can last for a minute? Okay, alright. Okay. So, you are gonna make a somatic gesture? Um. What's somatic? Basically means you're gonna move hand your hands in some way when you do this. Okay, uh, but. So, the question all, is, all can you do that? My hands are down, like, at my sides here. I'll say, yeah, you can, like, I and think I'm you can gonna, do I'm it behind just, your back yeah, or, like, down. I'm just like, gonna have it behind my, I mean, everybody behind me is facing forward. Everybody in front of me is facing at me. That's true. I just give a little flick with my, my finger. Okay. 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 I still want you to roll a little sleight of hand just to see, like, it's possible it could be noticed that you're doing something behind your back, but you're making an explode. This is wild. Um, wow. Ten. 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 Tweener. Ten. Okay, okay. So, would it be fair to say that everybody behind Justin would not have noticed that? Let me... Mm. Fair. Create a little more tension here with the with the sound effects. Um, <laughs> because you suddenly, as, as he's staring at you, as this is happening, there's just a sudden... Boom! Explosion went from like an alley nearby, basically. Just a loud time. And you're crying, <laughs> screaming as to kind of move away from it. You watch as the shield bearers go, and like the ones behind, the ones forward, all, all kind of like look over in there. Um, start like, Fear not, fear not. Arlon's like, What's going on? What's happening? Go! Check it out! Check it out! And, like, and in the middle away. of the chaos, Zebulon wants to pick Jessen's pocket. Here's the thing Jessen sees, like, here's the explosion, his eyes turn there, and they lop back onto, he's like, no, you don't. No, you fucking don't! And he goes and tries to charge you, Jules. So he's definitely not paying attention to Zebulon. Yeah. Oh, my yes. God! Yes! <laughs> okay, all right. That, that, he's, yes! <laughs> the, yes, this whole time I'm sitting there, you're locked oh on me. God. You're locked on me. He's, yeah, he, he saw you do that, and everyone else is, oh, my God. So he's gonna, all right, first things first, you're gonna do this, he's gonna roll an athletics check against your athletics, Jules, he's gonna try to, you can do athletics or acrobatics, he's gonna try to grapple you, basically. He's gonna try to bring take you down. Who's, he thinks who's behind something. me? Um, I would say the three chariot delights are behind you. Uh, the other guards are very distracted. They're kind of like a lot of people are. Who's in front of the chariot delights? Um, I think it's just them and then you and then Zebulon is, I believe, like kind of just ahead of you. So probably uh, Jessenth is now not facing him because he even specified he got like between Jessenth and them and he like doesn't fall behind him. So yeah, this all checks out. Okay. Um, yeah. So right now, in the middle of this chaos, we have a small group with the three cherry delights, Jules, and Justin's kind of like charging in, grabbing at Jules, and then Zebulon behind him. And everyone else is kind of fanning out, running to like sort of secure the crowd, uh, secure the location that this explosion happened in. Arhalon's eyes are wide as he's surveying there. You see his wings flap, and he bursts into the air. Whoa. Um, yeah, he can fly. Uh, Woof. Yeah, that's cool. He doesn't yeah. do it often, but he can fly. Uh, so... First things first, athletics check. Jules is grappled. Okay. I got a 13. With a nat 1. Oh, my God. With Mm, a nat 1. It's real bad. I'm going to say he, like, straight up grabs you and, like, drops you to the ground. But he's on top of you. He's holding you down. He's like, don't you fucking try this. This is my win. Zebulon. You have advantage. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Advantage. That's what I wanted. And also, let me be clear. Nobody else saw this except Justin, right? Justin's the only one that noticed. That's okay. what that was the mixed I'm, result. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay. Um. So so my question is: You said that Arhalon jumped up into the air. Am yes. I going to get to make this check before Arhalon notices what Zebulon's doing? Because Zebulon was waiting for the perfect time. Arhalon's distracted. 
He's okay. flying in there. He's cool. flying over to like the behind those two buildings. He's whoo, checking out that. All right. Um, so I'm gonna roll sleight of hand with advantage without having to worry about our. I accidentally create the best possible scenario for you to do this. Well, well, we <laughs> we purposefully <laughs> tried to create job. the best I, possible scenario. Like, it's like I fed perfectly into your plans on accident. I was like, make success. This happens, and you're like, good. That's great. I'm like, damn, you guys are good. <laughs> and, and I mean, like, the thing is, is we created this whole charade, Ugh. and Justin's pockets could be empty. Yeah, I. I this I, is a total crapshoot. I honestly don't know what you're going for. I don't either. But, it just and, and I'm also gonna say this because this is the first time I can ever say this. I'm gonna remind you that you have a button. Huh? Oh no, you do have advantage anyway. Never mind. I have. Yeah, I have advantage and uh, and a pretty high uh, dex. So here we go. I'm gonna roll the uh, the labradorite die that my wife gifted me oh, for my birthday. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right. It's the first roll. Okay. So that is a 21. Dirty 21. You slide in. You reach down. Maybe there's like a pouch to the side of his armor where he has like, you know, maybe important valuables and you slide your hand into it. You come out with, I'm going to say, some amount of money. um, 10 gold. And then your hands also fall on an envelope. Yeah, I knew David was going to do something. He was going to reward us for this. This had, is a risk. I had Ooh. 10 seconds there to come up with what's in this guy's pocket. Holy shit. <laughs> you're like you're like Bilbo Baggins, like, what's in his pocket? <laughs> what's in his pocket, sis? Precious. <laughs> Just like, all right, fine. I'll guess. Uh, yeah, you find an envelope. Excellent. Um, as you pull it out, you see, like, I think you slide out and you step back. You see this envelope is unsealed currently, but you see it was previously stuck together with, uh, I'll say, blue wax uh, in the shape of a great tower uh, standing above, like, a few other, I think, four other towers. Um, maybe you wouldn't recognize it as the seal of the LaRoche family, but you would have a perfect identification source in Jules yeah. to find I, out later on. I, so. I don't think it matters what Zebulon pulls out. I think okay. he's immediately stuffing it and and backing off. And, okay. and and just, you know, looking looking totally nonchalant. Not nonchalant. I mean, obviously something's happening, but looking not guilty. You kind of step back, and a moment later um, you see, like, shield bearers are kind of, like, moving out of the alley, calming people, calming people. Jethan is sitting over you. Um, you know what? He's going to hit you. We're... we're I'm going to say right now you are restrained as he's kind of got you dropped and he's kind of okay. got you grappled. I'm going to punch you. Stop him. Stop him. This guy's unhinged. Um, he actually rolled a one and a five, so he like literally misses. <laughs> you move your head and he smashes his knuckles against the pavement and goes, God, Jaws! Like just hits his hand. And Jules is going to say, Arhalan, Arhalan, get get your little goon here. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's got some vendetta against me. He's brutalizing Jules. This is not Wham! fair. This is not fair. I think like a figure smashes down so hard you hear tile crack beside you as Arhalon drops down beside you. He puts a hand on Jessant and rips him off of you with such like ferocious strength. He just goes falling backwards, sliding and skidding his metal against the stone. Colossal Street. Um, Arhalon just turns to him. What are you doing, officer? You can't trade people. Hey, he can't trade people this way. Zebulon. Silence. And he like looks back. Zebulon crosses his hands and he's very, <laughs> very docile. Oh, no. This dude's just mad because I kicked his ass one time. I rolled a very high insight check. Go ahead and roll deception for me. Oh. <laughs> 
Hey, David, you want you want to you want to read this for me? <gasps> Did you crit your pants? I, Are you I kidding crit me? My pants. Oh, I can smell. I crit it. my pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he. Damn it! I rolled really high too. Damn it, dude! He, twice. Amazing. Twice in one F. Amazing. So Arhalan, um, just nods and turns back, and like he looks at some of the other soldiers, just like Officer Bergens, Officer Maestro. Take Officer Kellig away. Let him cool down somewhere far from here. This is too personal for him, it seems. What? No, no, I'm seeing this through. I. This is an order from a superior officer. Do not question it. He's just staring him down, and Justin's just kind of like. Just almost like he's still on the ground, and you see he just like deflates, and his head just falls back against the, against the cobblestone, and he just knows he is beaten here as two other officers rush over and help him up and your group begins to move away that was wild that was awesome that was so good i can't believe any of that worked i mean two two crits really helped i didn't know what you were hoping to find in the pockets but as this started progressing i'm like oh my god this is gonna totally tear down jessen's image yeah and create this friction yeah i didn't i didn't really have any designs on bringing jessen down but but i was thinking sure. that if there were any written orders they would be on jessen's person sure it's pretty good oh yeah it's pretty good um i'm into it jules you get you up off the ground i kind of dust myself off <laughs> fucker Arhalan is still kind of eyeing you like suspiciously not about like what you lied he believed you fully but he's still just like watching you. He's hated me for a long time, man. Come on. We didn't find any sign of mischief, but the sound was very real. I think there were some kids dropping pots. Flower <laughs> pots <laughs> off the roofs. Remember? Oh, Arhalan, we used to do that as kids. Kids. Oh, Zebulon. Dropping plots. Pots. Scare. Scare <laughs> passersby. He just looks back at you. Jules, let's move on. Hopefully there'll be no more distractions. I'm here. And he turns on his heel. Shield bears once again go. Um, the cherry delights are kind of like staring around. Miskin kind of like, kind of gives him a nudge like, come on, we'll be okay. And they kind of still sniffling follow you. And you move and you reach the entrance to the preserve of the ancestors. You reach the large sort of open uh, yards reaching out to these great manors that belong to important peoples here in the Citadel. At least it uh, smells better now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At this point, Arhalan turns to the soldiers and just says, Keep an eye on these three. Be kindly. This is a hard time for them. The soldiers salute. The cherry delights kind of, you know, they kind of watch the cherry delights towards them. And they're not being rough or mean. They're they're not like bad people. They're just officers following their orders. And they kind of like, hey, hey, come on, kid. It's all right. Hey, come here. Come here. Let me show you something. And like the kids kind of like go wash her over. And the, the officers are kind of just like, you know, kind of gathering around them, like being friendly. Arhalan nods at this, turns to both of you. Well... 
Let's go then. Both of you roll an insight check for me. I'm gonna switch die. I feel like that die's oh. too hot. I gotta let it I gotta let it cool off. <laughs> my, my my die uh just got hot. I'm gonna switch to my um my big die that we got from Spectral Craft. There you go. Mm. Uh not crazy high. It's it's a ten. Okay. I got a five. Alright, now as you move forward, Arhalan still maintains that kind of cold, stiff demeanor. Um you don't read much into him. But Zebulon, I imagine you feel like some gnawing in your belly as you know you're moving towards Shole. Oh boy. Waiting for you inside. Gonna need that. Yeah. Nice. There you go. You move up. Courtyard, up the steps. Arhalan just opens the door. They're expecting us. And ushers you in. Um, Zebulon kind of, with his hands, brushes off his, his pants and his shoulders real fast. You see, as you step in, Arhalan stops the door. And he, like, stands there and... Go on. I will speak with her afterwards. And, like, in this moment, there's almost this, like, the, 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 the I guess, anger, even the coldness towards Zebulon seems to drop for a moment, and there's this flicker of, like, concern in his eyes as he looks at you and nods you in. Uh, Zebulon kind of fixes his, fixes his back, straightens it, lifts his chin up a little, just his posture and walks in the door you move in you see piles and piles and piles of junk all around you as you step in kind of moving between them through like aisles uh dick said and all this and you can actually hear that the room like (laughs) yes dear yes zebulon's also holding something in his hands behind his back okay you turn uh, a corner in the junk and you see that one uh, set table uh, just laid out over like, like the table with no legs left laid, laid over a pile of junk that you were resting at before and you see that uh, just sitting there with like a glass in her hand some cold glass of wine or something and there's one on the other side of the table you see uh, you see Shole you see this old woman full on wearing her sort of human form that you know it's truly masking the, the the form of this massive ancient brass dragon. Just an old lady with graying hair and a braid down her back. Honestly, a, a very unintimidating figure, but you know better. On the other side of the table, you see a brass half-dragon, uh, very large and imposing, but again, you know better. As she goes, oh, yes, yes, oh, oh. Oh my goodness! And she, he looks, she looks over. Oh, Sabulon! Sabulon! Oh, Shona! Shona! Sabulon made this title for me, you see? Hina! Oh, hey! Oh, that's his friend Jules! Jules, hi! Hi, Hina, hi! Hi, Sabulon! I, I brought you something. What did you bring me? I brought you something from, uh, from Shipshenko. <gasps> really? Shipshenko? Yeah, we, we were just there. Uh, and he, he walks over to Zina and he hands her the bouquet of, um, Loud hot flowers with one oh hand. Everyone, they glow. They're so bright. Le- these They're are pretty. The, yeah, these are the loud pop flowers that grow in uh, in the mountains on Chipchunko. Loud pop? You should see the lights. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Everyone, she gives you a big hug and she grabs the flowers and she's like, like looking through them, almost like her fingers running down the petals of each one. Uh, just so delighted. And Shodley kind of laughs. Oh, Sebulon's always. Doing such a good job taking care of you, isn't he, Zena? So kindly, 
with Zebulon's other hand, he pulls out a single lollipop flower that he pulled out of the bouquet <laughs> and, and hands it to Sholei. Oh, grandson. She takes it in hand, um, smiles fondly towards you, and her eyes are not smiling. And she looks back to Xena. Xena, dear, do you know that blue vase I gave you last year from Taib? Wouldn't these look lovely in that? Oh, blue vase? I have a, I have a blue vase? There's the red vase? I, no, 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 there's a blue one. I remember it. I believe you left it on the third floor. If you want to take a look, please. Oh, oh, yes. It would look lovely. Yes, yes. I'll go. Crafty, crafty. Um, please, take a seat. And she, like, gestures towards the table, and you see Xena just, like, <laughs> flies up. Thanks, Xena. And you and Jules are alone with Sholei. She slowly stands up, tosses a flower to the side, lets it just fall into the, <sighs> on the ground. Ouch. She walks over to you. Do you say anything? Hello, grandmother. You take four points of damage. What? As she uh, just what? haul slaps you. Holy shit. Right across the face. You go sprawling into a pile of junk. Some, some things roll off the top as you just smash into it. And she just looks at you in the eyes. Her eyes are blazing. How fucking dare you? Oh, my. Stand, Zebulon. <sighs> Zebulon pushes off the floor and stands up and faces his grandmother. Leaving the world without telling me? How cute. Sipsanko. You think I'm not keeping up with what you've done there? You think I don't know your intentions, Zebulon? I know everything. And now, what are you trying to do to your brother? Hmm? Interfering with his investigation? Are you trying to see his whole career ruined? Why are you here? Why are you here? I'm here to make a life for myself and protect my friends. You can make a life for yourself without throwing away everything I've done for you. Every way that I protected you. your life. I want to make a life for myself, not the life you made for me. You want to be a luminary. I am a luminary. No. 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 This will not happen again. I will not watch it happen again. I know how it ends. What do you mean again? Roll an insight check. I'm real bad at it. God. There's a lot of insight. I'm real bad at it. Get out of town. What is it? Dude, I crit again. Oh my God. Oh my God. Dude, this, I rolled high dude, too. Your oh pan- my god! Your pants are so full of crit, dude. I've got so much crit <laughs> in my pants. Holy shit! It was the spectral craft die logo, so it took me a second. I was like, "Is that a zero? But no, it's just the round shape of the spectral craft die logo on the twenty. Oh yeah, I absolutely love this because she did roll high, which is so fitting. You can see that she like her eyes widen. For just a half second, like, like, like almost imperceptibly, and then narrow again, almost like she was unfazed. But to you, how well you know your your grandmother, Zebulon, she is shaken to her core. She said something that she fucking should never have Ooh. said. 
and like she let something so massive slip just there. Wow. And like it just again just like covers over. She's calm. Never mind. I spoke. Grandmother, what does that what does that mean? Nothing. No, continue. Nothing. You let it out of the box. Jules the Roach. Yeah, I've seen that and look like, before. You just see, like, yeah, she she kind of turns away from you, and it's almost like the eyes of the hungry predator have turned to a new prey. And she just leaves you, Zebulon, and begins walking over to you, Jules. I've been watching you too, Jules. You know, you could be arrested. You were a criminal on Cerule, and maybe coming to the Citadel, maybe there was no hard evidence against your crimes. What do you think makes me a criminal? The ruling class described you as such. It would be smart for me, as a diplomat, to ally with them. While they may have lost their world, the king and queen of Cerule are still very much in power. You know this, right? Grandmother, please. (laughs) The ruling class. You got the veil pulled over your eyes so bad. Why? Because they worship demons? Because they deal in dark magic? You think I don't know? You think I don't know everything? So then why are you standing back doing jack shit about it? And stopping the people who are trying you to do something about know it. No, absolutely nothing then about en- what I do. Then enlighten us. Be these, honest for once. These conquered worlds may be small, but the differences between our cultures is vast indeed. You could not understand the meticulous care I must take with every public word I speak, expect- every glance, every smile I make. How Calculated. do you expect any of us to trust what you say unless you are honest? You come out with it then. I am speaking honestly. Tell me. Fine. You want real honesty? You want the truth? I will give you the truth. This charade of yours is doomed. It never had a chance. It's over. This is not a charade. You think an agent's going to put any footage you have on the network? I know what's happening. I am standing in the way of it. You will never be luminaries. And so long as the public doesn't know who you are, you are not protected by any of the laws governing the network. You are not protected from me. You know, to me, to us, it seems like you and everybody else are putting on the charade here. We're trying to stop it. Yoli. We're the only ones trying to stop all this. Yoli, you're talking about demons and black magic and and luminaries. What... If you know about it and don't do anything, you're just as bad. Zebulon's got, like, eyes wide, jaw to the floor, has no idea what anybody's talking about with fucking black magic and demons. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're not even in this conversation. She's looking at you. Believe me, there is nobody in these worlds that has more to hate, more lost from the cult of the Fractured Horn than me. I don't believe it but I will deal with them in my way. It is the subtle way, because it is the winning way. I do not smash my head against every obstacle like a fool! They aren't going to be subtle. They're not going to be subtle when they're coming around here, killing everybody. Sweet child, you think you've seen darkness. You think you've experienced the worst, and so you are wise in this world. I think I'm the only one of us that has actually resisted it. And that's why you are going to die. When I live. 
because I know how to play my cards right. Be smarter, Jules LaRoche. Be smarter. And you might just protect the people you care about. Isn't that why you're here? To protect the people you care about? Hmm? I'm stronger. Hmm. And what power do you have now? What is your strength? Begging at my feet? So you don't lose your loved ones? To your own family? Drop the charade. I ain't gonna drop shit. (laughs) Shola, do do I really have to come here and ask you to save children in the face of evil and demons? If I make a move against the family now, it opens me up to attack. Political attack. You don't understand how fractured the speakers are. You don't understand how difficult it is to make a move here. If they gain more allies against me, or if Atash does, or any of my other innumerable enemies. I I may not be a politician, but I mean, can't you make a, a lateral move? Can't, can't these kids go somewhere else? To Zena? Here? How do you live with yourself not doing something about it? I'm going to let you make a persuasion check. The check has disadvantage, but Zebulon is going to give you the help action with what he's saying as well. So I'm going to give you a flat persuasion check. What will that do if I use a button? You will have advantage again. This is going to be a higher DC than with Arhalon. It may be a very high DC. You did not play to Sholei as well as you did to Arhalon because Sholei is much, much harder to deal with. I've crit with two die already. They're hot. I'm putting them down. I'm picking up the metal die I got from Jason and Andrea at MF Designs. And I'm going to use that die. Okay. With a button. Oh, man. We got double advantage. This is a high roll. Or, double. No, no, no. I think I'm it's sorry. just flat advantage because I advantage think the help action and brings I give, it yeah. from disadvantage and then the button brings it to regular advantage, correct? Yes. Okay. It's one advantage. I mean, I mean, we're here. I said it. This but, is a high roll. Try so I to tell you the DC now, or it's more interesting if you roll them and I play it out. Surely, please. Ugh. Nope. First roll was a three. I don't even think we need to say it. Second roll, Second was, roll was an eleven. Well, it's 10, 10 and 11. Okay. Okay. You ask how I can live with myself, and you have no idea the good I do every day, what I sacrifice for it. We all make sacrifices, Jules. You know, maybe maybe if you fill us in on what the hell is going on, maybe, maybe we can find some middle ground on this and work together and be stronger against whatever the hell this is we're trying to stop. I respect that you want to assist me, that you want to become my allies, but my allies are far smarter than the two of you. You want to help? Go somewhere quiet. Stop making moves, stop making waves. Live quietly and stay out of my way. (sighs) 
feel so I, small. I, I go someplace quiet with my friends. None of them get in the hands of my parents. For what it's worth, I'm sorry. You didn't roll high enough for that, Joel Zaroche. And then you hear, I didn't find the blue one, but there's a red one. I think it looks good in the red one, too. Oh, yes, dear. You know, I was wrong. The red would look wonderful. And I believe I... My mistake. It was the red vase I gave you. The blue one. I'll buy you a blue one next time I find myself in the region of Taib. Oh, really? Oh, that'd be wonderful. Oh. And Zerk's over at you guys. Zabulon's got, like, probably a stinging slap mark on the side of his face. Jules, you probably just look, like, distraught. And she's... Oh, no! I forgot to bring snacks! I'm sorry! Please forgive! Please... I, forg- I forgive you. You've been kind. Oh, oh, t- you, you are kind. Thank you. Oh, Sabula, I love the flowers. Thank you. And she gives you another hug. And Shole, you watch as she kind of like nods. I best get going, dear Xena. Oh, okay. Oh, come back soon, mother. Sebulon is shell shocked. I don't even. I don't even think he returned the hug. I think he's just standing there. Shole just turns in her heel, and you watch her disappear. Behind a pile of garbage and artifacts, whatever. She makes her way towards the door. You just hear as it closes. Do you want a goat? I think as the door closes, Jules is going to call out and say, Don't worry, I'll give you another chance down the road. Does that mean yes to goat? <laughs> Cena's just like staring on wildly confused. And, like, I love this because me and characters trying to, like, throw antics at you, and you guys are just so fucking slapped out of the crowd that you're, like, so sad. How and do we antic? And Cena's just kind of, like, staring around at you, like, confused, her face, like, wide smiling. She's just, like, all excited. Her, all of her friends are visiting today. Yeah. What a wonderful day she's having. Sure. Zena, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take some goat, but can you do me a favor? Can you go grab my friends from out front? I think they're a little hungry, too. Oh, okay. Um, and she goes and flies over. The door opens and closes. And then a moment later opens again. And Xena walks in. Oh, it sounds like you have to go already. The shoe say you need to leave. Oh, I was going to make such a lovely well, goat. Well, Will you come well, back? I mean, didn't you see Arhalan out there? He in, told in, me. In, invite him in too. Invite him oh, in too. He's working. He's very busy, Arhalan is. He doesn't get to visit much, but it's okay. He's working, it's okay. He's working with us. It's okay. It's okay. Ze- Zebulon walks up to, to Zena and, and puts his his hands on her arms. Zena. Huh? Kyole said something. She said, again. What? She said, this won't happen again. We're. Zena, were you. Were you ever a luminary? No, I wasn't a luminary. I. And she's like smiling, this big smile. She looks at you. And like, it's like a thought suddenly hits her mind. And her eyes, like, there's a spark of something in her eyes. Gina, what does it again mean? It means something. What? I. What? Her? What? I. What? Uh. Uh. Um. Um. Gina, it, I have to go. I have to okay. go right now. No, 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 no. And she just like moves away from you, and you see she kind of just like 
vanishes, just like whoosh, flies off and like almost crashes down into a pile somewhere on the far side of the room. The door opens again. Zebulon, Jules, it's it's time to go. Arhalon looks like completely downtrodden as well. Um, just you don't know what was said outside between him and Sholay, but you get a feeling he got a bit of that action as well. And he's just like, Okay, just make sure your mother's okay. What? Yes, of course. I'll, I'll check in with her, yes. Right. Let's go. Yeah, and Zebulon will leave defeated. Feeling defeated. I don't think there's anything else I can do at this point. I think we follow. You step out of the room and you're walking outside and you see another figure is standing the shield bearers are all at attention again the children are kind of left alone where before they were kind of gathered and playing as another figure is standing I think at first you think you see your mother and you realize no 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 that's not your mother it's your cousin speaker Cyrilla LaRoche arrived from the inside of the diamond from the preserve of the ancestors and she's like has a hand out coaxing the cherry delights who are all gathered up like no 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 please no come on come on it's gonna be fun you're gonna love your new family they're gonna take care of you they're gonna feed you better oh the food will be delightful and you'll get to see just what it was like when Jules grew up. And she looks up right at you, Jules. And smiles. You're going to get what's coming to you. And guess what? I'm going to be the one to do it. She turns back to the guards, still just like smiling, unshaken. Bring them inside. It's time for them to meet their new family. And family is... It's so important, isn't it? Come on, come on, come on, sweetlings, come on. And they just fall out her heels. And I think, like, this scene is so dark for you, but you're actually on the streets watching as, like, people are, like, clapping and cheering and, like, so, like... Cause they're, they're, this, is a, this is a show. Cirilla is adopting these sad orphans from Tythos. You were just, yeah, yeah, LaRoche, 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 LaRoche. I'm going to lean down to Miskin before anything happens. You kind of move up there, and they're, like, being ushered. And I, mean, I think at this point they're trying to keep you away. Maybe you push past, and Miskin just kind of, like, looks at you like, Jules, what, a, Miskin, the, what do I do? Miskin. I, yeah, yeah. You tell the others, too. Yeah. Never open your eyes. Okay. Okay, I, uh... You never open your eyes until you hear my voice. He doesn't understand, but he just kind of nods. And he steps back. I think, like, as he's being pushed away, you feel like, hey, hey, hey! And, like, a figure drops out of their arms and comes rushing, rushing past them, moving under legs, and round stuff jumps onto you and grabs onto your neck. It's so familiar. This figure, a small figure, wraps up around you, and she just whispers in your, "Don't let go, 
Oh. Don't let me go. Ass, fuck you, David. I'm such a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, the door opened. I took it. I went, I went in. Don't let me go, please, please. Don't let me go. Don't ever let me go. And guards are breaking towards you. Jules? Like one of the guards just standing there like, I'm sorry. Jules Roach, I need to. Hands out. And I'm going to turn to Arhalon. He's like looking at this and he doesn't, he looks defeated as well. And I'm going to look to him. You make sure you fix this. I promise. I will. I will. You feel the guard's hands wrapping around round stuff and starting to pull her away. Just, no, 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 no. And her arms finally part. And you watch. She's being moved away from you, arms outstretched. Paul's being led in by the hand. He looks back at you, eyes wide, horrified. And you watch as the three cherry delights are ushered into the great iron gates into the verdant green uh, like tree filled area within that you could barely make out before it closes on the sounds of cheering clapping applauding crowds that does not feel good I quit it's so hard. I didn't think, I did not think in a million years it would go this way. Th- I were, thought you were going to pass the check. I My entire session was different. Well, there were a couple it's of points wild. where we could have passed. It was so. We could have made a check. Close in so many ways. Oh, my God. We, we could have made the check with, with Arhalon, and, and you're right. Jules has that high bonus. I thought we were going to do it with advantage. Um, you used a button. We could have made, we could have passed a check with, with Sholay, and, and that might have changed things. But, I mean, we were. The dice were hot, but not when it came to saving the Cherry Delights. But you gained some things here. I think we'll touch on those later, because they may be crucial. Yeah, Zebulon puts a hand on his pocket with the envelope. I think without a word. One pangolin's worth of gold. (laughs) 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 Finally. Finally, finally got the got, 10 gold. Finally got your 10 gold. Jasmine, you just took like his, his like savings for the day or whatever, which is great. Or like, I mean, 10 gold's still decent money. Yeah, like, fuck that guy. Yeah, you know what? That's why I think it's better. Like the 10 gold doesn't mean a lot to you, but it probably means a lot to Jessenth, and that's what feels so good. Um, Arlon, I think like without a word, just flies like just down the street, lands, it begins to like walk away back towards Shield Bear headquarters and the Shield Bears all kind of like disperse their mission accomplished and you are just alone outside Xena's and I'll ask where do you guys want to go from here I mean Zebulon looks looks to Jules Zebulon has no idea how to react or what to do next and he's concerned about his friend David you have no idea how much you have just weaponized Jules. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I taketh I away, but I also giveth. I don't think Jules says anything. I think Zebulon is the one that's going to need to so, so there's this along. So the, the shield bearers are gone. There's nobody around us? Nobody around. All right. I um, will say, 
Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, now I want to know what you're going to say. Um, I will say that there is a figure kind of rushing down the road, kind of through crowds approaching you. A lot of the crowds have kind of dispersed here, but I think you're still kind of off to the side of uh, the road, kind of more tucked into, like, Xena's yard. Um, if you have something you want to do, there's a figure running towards you. I'm not going to have them just be there right off. Okay, I'll I'll let you save that for after what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab Jules by the arms and move him somewhere sort of out of sight, whether it's you know in an alleyway, behind a tree, whatever. I want to be maybe behind Zena's fence. Sure, perfect. Yeah. And he's gonna reach into his pocket and pull out the envelope. Um, Jules. Um, when you when you did that thing, that was that was great. By the way, all that communication just through a wink. Uh, I mean, we are so in sync. What, what, what are you getting at, Sam? Uh, look, look what I found in Jesse's pocket. And he pulls out the envelope and hands it to you. I take it. I look at it, and I open it, knowing full well what the seal is. Okay, you pull out the letter that I had to make up. In this episode, because Steven is an asshole. <laughs> like 20 <And> minutes ago. <laughs> you unfold it, and you read. Very simple order. Dear Jessinth, after retrieving the children, make sure they are sent to San Sitian. Our allies in the city are nearly ready. It's time we bring things to the next level. That's all it says. So you know where they're going. Jules, what does it mean? It means we've got to get back in touch with our, our pal Dance here. <laughs> Dance is from Saint-Sitian. Maybe she'll know what's going on over there. But you also know you don't have free access to the worlds yet. You're still watched. You need to be luminaries if you want to, or at least find a writ to get there. And that's not an easy thing to accomplish. Not in your state, not when grandmother's going to essentially bar the way for you, and you know she's going to try. And as this thought crosses your mind, you hear like a huffing, puffing, Oh, where the hell, where the hell they go? Just saw them on the other side of the fence. You hear Ader's voice. Where? Zebulon, Jules, are you here? Zebulon! Ader! Oh! Ader, we're over here! You pop up your hand around this and that's, oh, hey! <laughs> Listen, hey, 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 look, look, that was bad. Oh no. And where are the kids? Did you get them back? Are they gone? They take them. I'm, I'm sorry, Ader, we, we did everything we could. Shit! Shit! Look, hey, hey, look. I can, I can help, alright? This went down in my pub and I feel, I feel responsible. No, Ader, this has nothing to do with you. No. I'm so sorry that Look, you got caught up. I can help you out, right? You need to get... You need to get more influence. We can win them back if you get the, the people behind you. I found you an agent. What Just come, agent? Just you, come with me. Come on. Back to the coyote. And he, like, gestures you to follow him. Jules, I think... I think we need to go. Jules isn't saying anything. He, he, I mean, he's following. Okay. But he's he's kind of still... He's, he's in shock. Zebulon's visibly excited. Where is the diamond? Jules uh, has it. You have the diamond? As long as you're following, Zebulon doesn't care. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you guys follow Ader down the streets. He's rushing ahead, looking back once in a while, uh, nodding, rushing, rushing, and he reaches the coyote. He stands outside the saloon door, and he puts a hand on the door. He's like, look, 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 right. I called in a favor, and I can get you guys on the network. I can, but I need you. Well, someone's going to need you to do a little job for them. They need it to be... They need to be quiet, right? Subtle. You guys aren't known, so you're perfect for it. It's going to work out just fine. You do this, and I promise you, I swear to all the gods of all the worlds that you will be on the network. You will be luminaries, and the people will be behind you. Do you understand? Well, I mean, Ader, I mean, we're not exactly nobody. No, you ain't. You sure as hell ain't going to be for long. Now, he pushes the door open. And as he opens a saloon door, you see a figure standing at the back of the pub, kind of like waiting it out. You see a very tall, gaunt, skinny man in like farmer's overalls with a big straw hat in his head. He turns around to you with a salt pepper beard and he says, Storyteller in here. Yeah!